speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. Everybody, happy September! Welcome to Roxy Fever. I'm your usual host, Via Saran. Um, congrats on waking up from the long coma. I have been hosting all the episodes uh, for the last few years. Uh, welcome, to Roxy Fever. It's episode um, nearly 100. Did we hit 100 yet? Yeah, we we did a whole bunch of things for the 100th episode. Right. Okay. Maybe I was the one in the coma. Anyways, welcome to Roxy Fever. Uh, I'm your host, Vyasaran. Uh, with us is with me as always. Elliot Boyd. <laughs> who's wait? Who's that? What's, Elliot, who is I'm the dang Joker. Oh my god, the Joker's here. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, Joker. How are you doing today? Hi. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm I don't just, know if I have uh, one for that. You know? I'm just watching your cursor very slowly. <laughs> just one that says depressed. <laughs> well, that, that'll come up later. <laughs> so I, I am also right how now... we can see Wait, Jackson's wait, wait, wait. Ask me how I'm doing again. <laughs> uh, Mr. Joker, or uh, uh, Jackson. Yeah, it's fine. Same thing how now. Do- how are you doing today? crazier than usual <laughs> there we go the i did part. realize that i did realize that I, I i am the dang joker because uh my arch enemy is a, a billionaire who keeps sticking his nose and shit and actually making everything worse uh so yeah, yeah the the, be- the best part is uh so on our zoom screen jackson has the screen shared and we see this little soundboard he's got and with the cursor i can just see him thinking hovering <laughs> over the different buttons yeah oh, well done yeah. uh <clears throat> good to have everybody here um it's just uh just the three of us uh today um season's about to start but we're not going to talk about the upcoming season so much uh good evening ladies and gentlemen there we, we are tonight's entertainment uh, seems kind of heteronormative of the joker to just say ladies and gentlemen don't you think yeah <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for acknowledging it. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun with this. I can't wait. Oh, oh man! You know how much fun I had when I did the Arnold thing. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was true. giggling yeah. so much during that whole thing. Uh, oh, I can't yeah. wait to bring that back. Um, I figured uh, before we talk about the big news, the one and only big news um, mm-hmm. that we had to convene uh, our hosts together for, because mm-hmm. I mean, sorry to the listeners that we unleashed uh, two very large episodes, one right after the other. Well, uh, one we, large we had... episode and one small episode, but literally yeah. right next to each other. <clears throat> yeah, both both uh, very fun episodes to record, uh, mm-hmm. the, the beach episode with JD. Um essentially was, lost uh, episodes with how long they kind of took to come out 
Um, yeah. Justin, yeah, yeah. Ju- it's it's not Justin's fault. He yeah, it was a technical issue. He had a uh, he went to war with his uh, internet provider. Basically, mm-hmm. that's Our, that's the easiest way to put all. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was nice to go outside. It was the first time I'd been at the beach in a very long time. Uh, it's been a weird summer, mm-hmm. but uh, re- really fun. Um, and also just hanging out with JD. I I forgot how much of a like pro scout he is. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I I take that for granted that he knows everything. Although I did I did get his ass in the DM the other day. Oh, did you? Well, he he said, uh, what did he say? He said the Canucks best players. Oh, he's gonna kill us for this. Oh man, yeah, he's gonna the Canucks be best players. So let's just let's let's we'll, let's we'll not put him on blast for this. Okay. He <laughs> he put a very stupid player ahead of Thatcher Demko in terms of. Uh, who was who is like more valuable um and honestly like he may be correct in his assessment it was yes, it was but, in also a specific context where it's like yeah we were talking about skaters who's we seen talking, and yeah. but and also like who's seen as the most valuable player uh yeah. or who would be seen as the most valuable player in like a dispersal draft um exactly and so it was your context yeah exactly yeah well, I, I, I also thought, saw in Vegas, like the first time the NHL does a dispersal draft or an expansion draft in a generation, you know, some truly bonkers things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, at least yeah. I give JD a compliment. <laughs> I just wanted Fair to enough. talk about something funny and, and, and just say that uh, I, I one time had a. It is really funny that he thought Brandon Sutter would go before Demko in a dispersal <laughs> draft. No. <laughs> I'll be the one to stick up for him. That's not what he said. <laughs> We had to talk about JD on the episode that we had our oh, of our, course, our, our, our fourth mic. What is here. old is new again. That is old. Truly. <laughs> Let's wind the clocks back a year. <laughs> I mean, when we get to JT, we will talk about that. Oh, oh absolutely. You, I mean, you will yeah. be saying that. Well, let's wind the clock a year. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's check in. I I have like fun stuff. I just kind of want to uh, uh, riff riff about. Um, but I, sure. I'd like to hear how you two. We're doing uh hi how are you guys doing have you seen any good movies tv podcasts lately eat anything good oh uh i started listening to that pressure cooker podcast it's pretty interesting what's going on there um so it's the one about the um the uh, how do i put this um the attempted bombing of the parliament building oh it actually is about that i was gonna joke that's what it was about yeah no it's oh, about that the, one came out already yeah it did the first two episodes are out oh shit and um it's, yeah, it's, it's it. interesting uh it's pretty good yeah it's called pressure cookers it's about the uh quote-unquote you know attempted bombing of the parliament buildings on i believe it was i want to say july 1st 2013 and this is the bc parliament the buildings. bc parliament oh, here uh that turned out to be basically a total stitch up uh, when they they appealed it at the supreme court and it was found to be entrapment on behalf of the rcmp um mm-hmm. so they've made this like cbc's doing this like five-part podcast about it it's pretty good listen to the first uh like one and a half episodes but the best part by far so far is that the guy who like so it was a guy it was a man and a woman that are uh i don't know if they were legally married or just common law married or whatever but um, like basically a, a guy and his wife and the guy um, they're they're going through his whole sort of like history or whatever. And apparently uh, like, 
I'm I'm mildly exaggerating because it's slightly more complicated than this. But basically, the guy confer- said he converted to Islam because of Rambo three. <laughs> does Which that track? Amazing. Does does that ha- like uh, what is it about Rambo? Yeah, all the movies were in uh, Vietnam. Uh, no, the third one is, as some of you may remember, oh. dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fathers, uh, fighters of oh. Afghanistan. And that's where that's where that clip comes from, then, right? Yeah, and and oh, oh Rambo, not Rocky. Yeah, and they're the uh, they're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the good uh, they're the good guys in that movie. Yeah, the 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 Mujahideen. Yeah, um, and so after that movie, yeah. he uh, he was like posting online under the name uh, Mujahad, which is Mujahideen is soldiers, and Mujahad is soldier, basically. Mm. I, I think it's a little more complicated than that. I think it's like. I think it's kind of like the Islamic um, version of like, or the Arabic version, maybe is a better way of putting it, um, of like a soldier in Christ. Right. If that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. The good thing I just watched was Dune. And uh, yeah, that tracks from my now comprehensive understanding of everything to do with (laughs) Islam and Arabic, which I've only learned from Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I. Yeah, that's that's what that's what turned Elliot over to the the righteous path. My road leads into the desert. Desert power. Desert power. This is only the beginning. Uh, Elliot, have I, I? I'm sure. I've, I don't know if I've told you about this, or maybe I just sent you the link. But did you watch that talk? Uh, this is so boring. Did you watch that talk about the historian who? No, where he he points out that it's actually like a lot less to do with that, and it's a lot more to do do with uh, the author uh, trying to help out this one small indigenous uh, nation in. Oregon. Oh, uh, I think I watched like a third of it, then lost, then like right stopped, and then lost it, and then never finished it. Gotcha. Uh, if I'm gonna like, look it up again now that you reminded me about it, it's uh, Daniel. Uh, I forget the guy's name. I'll, I'll send it to you later. But anyways, uh, if people like dune and kind of want to hear about what the inspiration is it, it actually has to do with this like right libertarian guy who ends up working with this uh uh working i forgot what nation or tribe as it's called in the states but i don't know mm-hmm. it might not be the right word but sure um he tries to kind of become their savior and and fight for them which is very similar to what the main character in dune does Ah. where he has a very ideal version of this group of people and he thinks he can uh bring them out um uh closer towards success and uh uh and yeah like the 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 villains are are still like well the villains aren't the u.s it's the federal government in Ah. uh, in that other tone (laughs) i like that (laughs) uh yeah it's a good talk um anyways that's cool uh, that sounds cool yeah wait ellie you actually just watched dune like again well, like I watched it in theaters, but like this is the first time rewatching it. Ah, yeah, okay, that's fair. I don't know I why I held it yet, for a long sure. time on that. You know, it's right. it's funny. I I'll be honest with you. Like, it was good. It was really good. Like, it was really well. I remember made, you I not mean. being wowed. I it. found it a, t- a titch boring, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's long, and it and is long. There's not a lot of like action. It's a lot of world sure. building, and it's yeah. like it's it's actually funny because like. I feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe I I come across like I am um 
like I like I think I have like highbrow tastes or something maybe, but like I don't at all. Like like my my issue with Dune is that it's almost like too artsy mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not enough like ownage. Um, so <laughs> it was it was it, you know like I thought it was good, but I'd be interested to watch it again. It was kind of one of those things where it was built up a lot, and then yep. I went and saw it in the yep. theater, and I would just kind of had this feeling of like when is something going to happen? Right. Yeah. The um, hype will always kill a movie. It really does. Every, mo- every movie really, really can does. die because of it. Yeah. 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 You need to have enough things you love be like ruined by Hollywood. So you don't believe that it's going to be good ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so then you're like, I don't care. Everyone can hype it up as much as they want. I don't believe it's going to be any good until I see it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Oh, I just lost something I was about to, I was about to bring up. Oh. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, there's a, a, oh, a you made it. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> I'm glad you're. Back. Yeah, I made it to my. I made it back to my point. Actually, <laughs> uh, there's a set of YouTube videos. Uh, well, f- first of all, a couple, couple of guys I follow uh, got really into sharing videos of specifically Siskel and Ebert interviews yes. on the David Letterman show. Oh, and all right. There's this one account that mm-hmm. has logged every interview and it's like each video it's like there's like six videos each one of them is two hours long that rocks and they're fantastic to watch Absolutely. they're really yeah. funny they're very catty towards each other those guys like, rocked they were awesome it, like they i don't know if they were the inspiration for statler and waldorf but it's oh it would like make sense yeah, six yeah hours totally. of statler they couldn't have been because they they because i think statler and waldorf were around longer than that but i yeah yeah, yeah but right? yeah totally um, same vibe yeah but it's so funny they own each other and dunk on each other the whole time and then david mm-hmm. letterman is like the trio is fantastic together yeah uh, i buy it yeah, so just, like I, I i it's it's just a nice thing to put on all right let's get right to it what about this hugh grant situation what the hell's going on there you know it, his arrest actually affected the way i viewed the movie nine, nine months nine months i'm watching nine months it's supposed to be this light breezy comedy he's supposed to play a befuddled guy he's blinking you know like some kind of innocent yeah, and uh I'm thinking, this is the guy that uh, had to have a hooker at one in the morning down on Sunset Boulevard. He's a gorgeous guy. He's involved with a gorgeous woman. And I'm thinking, this isn't any innocent. And I'm staring at him for about an hour and a half in this picture before he apologizes for his behavior in the film, where he's cheated on his girlfriend in the film, his wife in the film. And then I accepted him. But it really hurt the way I looked at the picture. When when you see Casablanca, does it depress you that all the people in it are dead? Yeah, if it's co- it's cozy. I don't I don't know. Oh uh, no, I totally I totally get that. I also just like like it's funny because I go back and uh, when I when because I watch a lot of movies and I log a lot of movies on Letterbox. I love basically mm-hmm. log all the ones that I and I'm always interested in how movies are received critically and commercially. It's just a thing that like it it doesn't. I wouldn't say it colors my opinion of a movie that much, but it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and I definitely do find that like sometimes um, like I just saw bullet train. Uh, that sounds like five other... different movies that Can are I... classics. I don't know what that. No, it's, 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 it's the one that's out. Like it just came out. It's got Brad Pitt in it. Uh, I oh, saw it with my, okay. I saw it with my wife, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that was there just for that. 
I didn't, I was, I figured there was a chance it would come up. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I just figured, um, you know, or I, I, I went and saw this thing and I didn't know what to expect. And it wasn't like a great movie by any means, but it, it right. like, it had some good kills. Um, it was, it was zippy. It was like, like it was a long movie, but it was very zippy. Um, sorry, a little bit of context. Zippy. Like it's, it, 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 it's it keeps moving even though it's small. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. like a page turner of a movie. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and like uh, it's got a good cast, big ensemble cast, and it's got a good premise. It's like, uh, Brad Pitt, he's a, uh, a mercenary who does snatch and grab jobs. Um, basically, uh, mm -hmm. he gets hired to go on this, uh, train, uh, like a, it's a bullet train. It's in, I believe it starts in Tokyo, but it goes through a huge chunk of Japan. Um, okay. and, uh, and then he gets on the train and then he finds out that most of the other people on the train have also been hired to also get the suitcase. And that's what it is. Oh, it's just that happening. Interesting. It's very, it really wants to be Tarantino a little bit too much. Um, oh, but know. it was good. I liked it. It was fun. Um, and it's only got this. It like barely cracks the the like 50 percent uh, fresh, you know, rating thing on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, uh -huh. you know, like I, I, I fucking I know it's like hacked to, to bring this up, but it's just like like every fucking Marvel Drek. Like, I'm pretty sure like that fucking terrible Eternals movie got like a better Rotten Tomatoes score than that. Mm -hmm. And that movie sucks. Like it's mm -hmm. it's bad. It's even bad by the standards of a Marvel movie. Like, right. Um, yeah. And, and, and that isn't to say like some of them are okay, but like, uh, and I was just like, what the, what the fuck? Like, why is, why don't people just, why can't people, you know how people will be like, you know, Oh, like, like uh, it's just stupid entertainment. Like just sit back and enjoy it. And that's like what this movie was, mm -hmm. but it's like, because it's a non franchise property or whatever, I guess critics are like less afraid to criticize it. I don't know. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. yeah, uh, I miss, I, think, I don't I think you, I don't, love... my point that I was getting out there, sorry, is that I, yeah. I often go back and, and when you look up like on Wikipedia, like critical reception, Roger Ebert is basically the first thing that they list is like what Roger Ebert said or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. I don't, I often don't agree with him, but mm -hmm. like, I loved him as a like critic in terms of like the value add of being, especially on TV, like entertaining and funny and insightful like mm -hmm. it just it, it that was as good as it as it gets basically elliot uh anything else you want to catch up the good uh, listeners on? speaking of good things uh started watching house of the dragon and it's good it's like game of thrones that they weren't thinking that they were making like the most insightful political tv show of all time mm -hmm. and it was just about a bunch of cool dudes who have dragons yeah, and it and it helps that it's still not away from the source material. Like George Martin's still with it, well, he's still working on it. So yes, that's probably a big part of it. But also <laughs> just that, like, I also think that it not trying to be intelligent uh -huh. in the same way that Game of Thrones was helps yeah. a lot. That that makes sense. Like it does. I don't do like, I don't do fantasy, so I don't know any of this shit. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's one of my sick little things where everybody else is into it, so I. I don't oh, do yeah. this for everything, but I'm just no, like, no. okay, fine, I'll take a look. And I like closest I, I can come to that is that I uh, I went through a phase last week where I watched all the Vigo, Mortensen, uh, David Cronenberg movies. Yeah, well, three yeah, of yeah. them. I still haven't seen the Freud one. Um, I don't know which one that is. 
uh, a dangerous method. He plays Sigmund Freud. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have also joined the train of uh, watching that show and also the Lord of the Rings one, which I forgot was kind of like children's oriented and like a yeah. lot slower. Oh, is it? I mean, not not as in, oh, this is for kids, but just like it it obviously isn't at the level of Game of Thrones of uh, for sure, for sure, certain things. And, and, and it's just like it's hard to watch while you're also catching up with Game of Thrones. I think I could enjoy this a lot more if I also wasn't watching this other show that was a lot more exciting. Mm-hmm, um, right. Just because the yeah. pace and it's just, it just gets like, I was falling asleep watching it, even though I can't say, I don't think it's. Good. So unlike you, I uh, don't like supporting Amazon. So I'm not watching. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. I, next time I have Amazon prime, I will watch rings of power. It's just, I'm saving the X. I don't want to have three streaming services active at once. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Sense. Yeah. So, hell later I mean, on, but I'll when I can that. like have a store of things <laughs> I want to watch on Prime, I'll just build it up and then use it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I want to plug this podcast before I tell the fun story that just happened yesterday. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people saw me tweeting about this podcast called A Lab. Uh, oh, I know. All, I've heard of that. Yeah. All lawyers are bastards. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's from. It's by a few people. It's like a spinoff of Mike Dicta, which was, uh, which is like a shit posting law podcast from a while ago. It's mm-hmm. how I heard about uh, our good friend Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, she was originally on it, and uh, so Alab, I really like the show. They just came out with this episode. Okay, I'll, I'm going to tell the story. Sure. Okay. They're yeah. on like episode thirty. Mm-hmm. Now, in episode eight, as part of a series they're doing about just terrible lawyers. Uh, not people bad at their jobs, just terrible people. Um, they were, they spent 95% of the episode ripping on this guy, uh, who had a rise and fall situation. He started off, uh, as a prodigy for some reason, he's a socialist, but ends up clerking for Scalia and justifies it and slowly starts to like more shit happens or more, he does more shit and he gets, uh, uh, he, he does some assaults, uh, some really bad types of assaults on, on a couple people and uh, has a big fall from grace. In the last 10 minutes of the episode, they're laughing at him for working with this really ridiculous bozo lawyer in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, he was extremely self-serious, extremely thinks he's uh, God's gift, God's gift to earth. Uh, Why yeah. so serious? That's, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy whose nickname is Coach. Um, so, uh, so, they, so they they make fun of why him. Why is it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Know, why is his name Coach? I don't. I, I. It's kind of part of his identity that he gives people a Which lot. Which of you fine gentlemen would like to join our team? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> now you know what no, it's no. like to be interrupted all the time. No, no, no. I, I enjoy that. I was trying to come up with a wittier, wittier yeah. response than yeah. Thank you. That's uh, a great. That's a great name. Their nickname, though, for a lawyer, he gives people nicknames that like uh, kill shot to one of his friends. Oh my god! And then it's just like nobody else calls him kill shot, but I call him kill shot. And anyways, this ridiculous guy, and yeah. he's also has been embroiled for like many years uh, in a uh, family court issue about his uh, wife taking his kids from him of course. uh he's, he's just a very sad figure um and to see somebody go th- uh, this other guy go through this rise and fall mm. end up working with this guy was just like 
it's just too easy to make fun of. You, yeah, you sure. gotta make fun. Of. Yeah, this show keeps making episodes, but then mm-hmm. in the last nine months, they haven't released anything. A lot of people were like, "Hey, it's pretty. Oh. It's very much like Roxy Fever. Very inconsistent. Yeah, sure. Uh, recording schedule. Mm-hmm. And then they come up with come out with an episode. It's the first time they've had a guest, and the guest is Coach. And the guest wow. is Coach because Coach two years ago filed a suit for defamation against the podcast and it's a very long claim and it's it's very funny to read uh because he took offense with every little joke they made in the show uh to the like even like listing it as a def as a defamatory statement that they called him a pimp and they were and they were just like you know (laughs) passively being just like oh this guy's such a pimp like like as a joke clearly and as a joke compliment as a joke compliment exactly Yeah, yeah yeah And so this super long claim and it scared the podcasters who are lawyers, but we're just like, oh shit, like, oh yeah, sure. Are, are we actually going to get fucked by this? And they took yeah. a long time to figure it out. And they ultimately came to a settlement. And one of the items of the settlement yes. uh, was well, that he had I, to come on the show. He gets to come on the show and correct the record. Oh now, my When God. I first listened to the episode, I totally just like, if you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, the first episode, I was like playing it for my partner who had never listened to the show before like, when I was dropping her off at work. Sure. And I was like, oh, this, this is going to be a great show, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused. Like, I thought, I thought this was actually like a bad episode because I thought like, like they were apologizing in the, in the beginning and being like, yeah, you got us, coach, and all yeah, this stuff. Right. And I was so confused. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then it took me a bit to realize by the time I finished the episode. Yeah. This is one of the most genius podcast episodes of all time sure. because the guy fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. And thinks he's the he's the greatest person in the world, yeah. and he just shows his ass over the course of ninety minutes. And it's yeah. incredible watching the other two hosts mm-hmm. just keep teeing it up for him, and he keeps trying to kick the football, and he keep he he keeps getting chummier and chummier, and he just keeps giving away stuff that is like. Oh, this guy sucks. So it's it was just an incredible episode to watch somebody get mad that they're being made fun of, then <laughs> sue the show and then show up and then actually just look worse out of it. Um, uh, it's very difficult wow. for me to explain. That's amazing. Why this is so incredible, but it truly was like the next level of a of a podcast. Um, and not even for law reasons, just to, to watch somebody who thought he was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. just show his ass. Wow. Um, anyways, for anybody interested, A Lab. That, that sounds that sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, like if yeah, like Elliot said, Francesco Aquilini. That would be like us yes. getting sued by Francesco, him coming on the show, and then just him acting like himself the whole time. Yeah. And uh anyways. Wow, uh that sounds amazing. I'm gonna quickly talk about the other thing I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, right. Uh so I, I took a long drive um, with the help of uh, former listener Janelle Lapointe uh, on Twitter. Uh, great person. For, uh, former great. listener. I well, I'm not going to say former for sure. They were just he doesn't like that. Not <laughs> one bit. Just not as into hockey as much lately. So I just assume maybe she. Ah, uh, okay. But she. Yeah, okay. I know she listens to our show. I like that. I. <laughs> uh, she scored me a ticket to go. I was originally going to buy my own ticket, but oh, nice! Saw my tweet and yes, and came along. 
And we're standing on the merch lineup. By the way, this is the Abbotsford Trade X. Like, this is literally where they actually do do dog shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, it's a pup show. And it's uh, some <laughs> like... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Does the Joker have anything to say? The bad joke. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we, we go in, we're in the merch lineup and and uh, Janelle's on her phone for a while. And then she she's just like, oh, right after this, we can go say hi to Steve. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and Steve Slakowski of Pup, like, like, we're friends on Twitter, but mm-hmm. no, I, I, a lot of friends on Twitter. I don't think too much into that. Yeah. And he invited, he, he, I saw him like peeking out through the back of some uh, these drapes. And uh, he said, over text, he told Janelle, like, yeah, you can come say hi. And I'm like, oh, okay, we can just kind of say hi on the side here. Um, and then he just, like, opens the drapes further and is like, come on in. And he takes us to their tent for the festival. Damn. And we just hung out for, like, an hour and a half before the show. Damn. And this I got is karma meet- for you getting me to get or getting him to put me on the guest list for the Victoria show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got to I got to hang out with everybody. That's it's incredible. Um, they're they're the sweetest guys. Uh, yeah, I've heard that from everyone. Cool politically. Um, yes, definitely. And uh, I've never hung out backstage at my favorite fucking Ben's concert. So mm-hmm. I was cheesing the whole fucking time. Even before the show, I was like, this is I made my year with this yeah um, absolutely yeah had a, had a great time uh i haven't caught up with like i stopped watching stranger things after the second season just because it just wasn't for me yeah I yeah fair that it was still incredibly famous yes and popular yeah, yeah for sure so finn wolfhard was also in the tent what <laughs> and there's only like six people in the tent six seven people in the tent wow and this guy and the thing is like i know finn wolfhard from like the old pup videos in season one of stranger things so when he sure. was like 14 yeah yeah and people and he's 19 now mm-hmm. people age pretty quickly between 14 and 19 and so i didn't course, recognize yeah. him until this guy was just like hey i'm finn I'm yeah like, what the fuck? Um, and you're like there's probably one person with this name i still wasn't <laughs> convinced yet to be honest I just thought it was one of their buddies, but uh, if you were 17 and had that hair, would you just go around saying your name's Finn just in case people uh, buy it? That's it. But the thing is, Finn seems like one of those names that kids just have now, you know? Yeah. Right. You know how you many expect no one to have it, but then you find out the entire yeah. third line of the uh, Fort Saint Moose Jaw Warriors <laughs> is all just guys named Finn. The Fort Saint. That is a yeah yeah. Uh, like, do you know how many Kai's I know in Vancouver who are white? Like, that's <laughs> I was thinking about that and and how it couldn't be him. So I think yeah. if just if he's more well known than Justin Trudeau, I think that's the most famous person I've ever met. But I had no <laughs> idea he was still famous, so I had to, like, yeah. didn't pay any. He's mind. probably but more famous than Justin Trudeau. Oh, probably. I'm, I, I think if you just like start adding like other countries. Yeah, who have Netflix also? Well, I mean, everybody has Netflix, but like, yeah, you know, fair enough. then it, the numbers run up pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the show was fucking amazing. Uh, we hung out after two. Uh, just I, I've been smiling the whole time. Uh, I had the best time, and uh, just thank, thank you to those guys, and thank you to Janelle if she does listen again uh, for that incredible experience. Very happy. Yeah, their, their music. Was that, like I think you guys got me into pop because I wasn't totally convinced. Yeah, uh, on a yeah. angstier 
punky stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, I relate to 90% of these lyrics. Uh, I love this shit. All the little emotions. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's funny. I, just, yeah. I was, you mentioned Justin Trudeau um, because uh, I was, I, we, my wife and I uh, were talking about you, Rachel, um, the other day. <laughs> and I, sh- I, she didn't know about the pictures of you with Sean mm. Chen and, uh, mm-hmm. and Justin Trudeau. How old were you in those pictures, by the way? I would have been 15 or 16. Hilarious. To 18. Um, yeah. Uh, very, very funny. Uh, and so I, I got to tell I got to tell her about that <laughs> and show her uh, oh. <laughs> show her those. And 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 I truly like the picture uh. of you with Jean Chrétien is the funniest <laughs> picture in the world to me specifically. Um, I, I, I am the most baby in that photo. Absolutely. I'm, no, yeah. it's, it wouldn't be if, if you were like an adult. It would be not funny it would just be weird i think but the fact that you're like too young to know what you're doing um (laughs) is uh yeah it 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 makes it very fun i look like the most excited person to meet john Gretchen ever in that photo and you know what i probably was Mm -hmm. yeah please kill me yeah (laughs) just before after the next pop concert i go to uh, (laughs) yeah fair enough uh yeah uh good times um, I think I think we're uh, done with catch up corner. I think. Yeah, totally. I, that was yeah, that was so. a long time to spend on that, probably. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, there's no big Canucks news, right? <sighs> do, do you have one, Jackson? Do you have one? Where do we begin? That's right. There we go. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> uh, the obvious stuff. This will yeah. be. So what everybody's been waiting for. This explains Jackson's new modified avatar. Yeah, which I like. Which um, I love. JT yeah. Miller of East Palestine, Texas, I believe. Ohio. Ohio. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. There might be two East Palestine. Or there might be two Palestines in the U.S. Really? I mean, if there's two Palestines, that kind of solves the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in two states. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, there's uh, a Palestine, Texas. Uh, anyways. <laughs> It's amazing that it hasn't been changed. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's Moscow's and Berlin's across the states too. So yeah, no, it's uh, true. Yeah. Uh, JT Miller has been extended for how much? Uh, well, seven years and eight and million dollars. Eight million dollars. Yeah. Um, I'll be thirty-seven when this is all said and done. Unfortunately. And this is possibly the worst news uh, we could have gotten about uh, transactional news to connect to a ton. Yeah. Um, um, Jackson, I, I know you've been wanting to say, talk about this for a long time, so I'll just give you the floor. Well, what are your uh, thoughts, man? Um, Does it depress you? Yes. Yeah. Um, no. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh fuck um okay well it's it's i'll start with okay you know why this actually depresses me it's because uh it doesn't satisfy anything Mm -hmm. like it it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's such an unsatisfying conclusion because 
Uh, first of all, like, okay, let's just, um, what, 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 what am I trying to say here? Let's wind the clocks back a year. There we um, go. not actually, no. Uh, so I think based on the, uh, the, the body of work of J of JT Miller, like, Okay, he had the one bad year, but he had the really good year when he came here, and then he had another really good year most recently. And I think based on the body of work, he should he should be making more money than this, realistically. Like so he put money on the table, you'd say? Uh he left money on the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um and I and so it's like on the one hand, it's like, you know, seven years eight million dollars like it's not eight years and it's not nine or nine five which i think like if he went to market after this season and just was like what team will give me the biggest deal like i think he could have got something like that and he gets 99 points like he has to keep that right yeah, 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 for sure. That's what I mean. So like so like what he what basically happened is clearly uh I mean, I think it's all part of the plan. I think they were always going to do this. I don't think they were really like I think once they let him uh make it past the trade deadline, I think basically they must have figured that they were going to sign him. Um and yeah. I think they bet on the fact that JT Miller had a really lucky season. That's the reality. Like if you look at the, if you look at a lot of the numbers, like Jay fresh had a really, had a bunch of really good stuff on, on Miller when he signed um, that kind of, that, that kind of puts it into context. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, I, can, I can find it if it's okay that I can read it out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you could just uh, just search uh, Jay Fresh yeah, for I got it. for JT Miller stuff, yeah. So his, his tweet says yeah. JT Miller signed to a seven by eight million extension. Is mm -hmm. playmaking forward who produces very well despite not lighting the world on fire analytically. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of his damage in the power play and finished fifth in the league in secondary assists. Yeah. Uh, then he says Miller's a good player, especially as a passer, but I don't see him as a star player. His five uh, five v five primary point production is not elite either. There's a rich contract to pay a player of this caliber through their 30s, to say yeah. the least. And this is exactly the kind of player, last one, exactly the kind of player a team like the Canucks should cash out on and trade for a big return. A great player, but with inflated value and due for a contract, well, like this. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, that he also did a tweet where he described exactly like where he lands um point wise like in the league and he talked about and if you if you can find this that'd be amazing um but he, he talked about basically like jt miller's point production there's his secondary assists his power play points and his even strength points and those and i've this is the this is the I train i've been on for all year basically or really right. since he got here mm -hmm. did you find it yeah i can read it out now yeah that'd be great the thing about miller's production is that in the last three seasons and at five on five so 
I'm glad he did three seasons because the last season, a bit of an anomaly. Uh, he was 64th in goals per 60. Uh, and he added a couple players who I assume are at the same level. And that was mm-hmm. Frank Vetrano and uh, Jared McCann. Uh, yeah. He was 56th. Oh, Jared McCann. Does it depress What a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's 56th in primary assists per 60 uh, at the same mm-hmm. level as, uh, I assume, Nick Felino and Josh Bailey, Justin Bailey, A, ba- a- uh, Bailey. Jo- George. Uh, George. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, I think it's, fuck. It's the, um, it's the island guy who played for the Islanders. Right. Okay. Um, uh, Josh. It's Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Then he sure. was 11th in secondary assists per 60, mm-hmm. uh, 14th in power play points per 60. Yeah. Uh, and just like my quick read on that is when yeah. Jay Fresh, I'm glad he mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's top five in secondary assists, but secondary assists, uh, as I think you guys have taught me, is a very bad stat to give the a guy a lot of money for. Yeah, it's it's sort of one of those things where it's uh, like it's You're not the guy who filled up the gas for the successful getaway driver. Yeah, it's not like I. It's one of those things where I don't want to overstate, um, that. Like it's it's uselessness, I guess, because I will say that like one thing that used to irk me a lot of the time with people devaluing secondary assists was that it always undersold how good Henrik Sedin was. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that Henrik Sedin's secondary assists on average contributed a lot more to goals than most people's secondary assists. Um, the other thing I about Henrik Sedin is that it may be a bias, but the other thing about Henrik Sedin too, is that he also had a shit ton of primary assists. And, right. uh, and when you look at, when you look at JT Miller's production, um, it's a huge, huge, huge fucking chunk of it is coming from two areas that a player like doesn't necessarily have a ton of control over secondary assists and i mean power play is like being good on the power play is a skill and to be i guess like generous to the canucks uh it it's also a skill that tends to stick around as people age uh power play production doesn't fall off a cliff in your mid to late 30s the way other things do um but it's still like you know, you look at a guy who is uh, who is top ten in points last year, and then you look at, and I've already made this point on the show, but like then you look at who else is around him, and how much of his production comes from areas that that we generally think of as being like uh, one is kind of basically just very random and then the other is like okay you get a lot of points but you get them when they're when the other team has one less guy on the ice it's harder to produce um offensively at even strength than it is on the power play right and so when you and then when you look at everybody else who's around him in the same like ballpark scoring wise it's all guys who scored way more at even strength and way less secondary assists 
And the only guys that are really comparable are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who I think both had more even strength points than anyone else had points. So it's kind of not the same. It's not really the same thing. Right. Um, like they're, they're just a different thing. Like, like it's like, oh yeah, 40% of their offense is coming from power player secondary assists, but the other 60% is still like 80 points or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still a, an absurd amount. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm still traumatized by relying on special teams. Uh, yeah. As a main metric for us to be a contender just because yes. of 2011. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, contention. I, is I know it's. Of, I know it's contention is. Yeah. You got to get in. Contention, if, folks. You got to. Go ahead. Bad joke. Thank you. It's not happening. It's not. <laughs> this is. This is done. It's done. Like it's. It's. You. You just. You. You have. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and J.T. Miller locked up, in, uh, forever for so much money. Um. It's they they've decided here that like like this is the best they're going to be is the next like few years. They have they have nobody on defense, nobody like they have Quinn Hughes and then. Like, I I guess you're I guess you're basically hoping that. Based on based on like. uh, um, The what's going in and what's um, coming out. Uh, you're betting that like, what's his fucking name? Jack Rathbone is like a top four defenseman right away out of the AHL as a 23 year old. And that trading out Ilya Mikhaev for Tyler Mott is worth five wins basically. And now granted you can get into the, Oh, but coaching and oh, Elias Patterson had such a bad year. He had such a bad year that he finished. Uh, we were just talking about Jay fresh, the guy whose war model he uses for his charts is a guy by the name of, uh, I believe it's Patrick bacon. Um, and, uh, his, uh, his war model had still had Elias Patterson. That, that's what you're as- supposed to do. If you want to make sure your bacon's not too oily. Pat your bacon. Can I get one? Can I get one? Yeah. Uh, there we go. I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he, um, he, he, I believe he had Elias Pettersson as being a better wins above replacement um, player than, than JT Miller. And he had, and, you know, Elias Pettersson ostensibly had a, very poor first half of the year. So, I mean, I guess there's that. And then you hope that, um, you know, like all your, it's, it's the same. It is the same. It's a, it's a slightly nicer dressed up version of the same shit they've been doing for eight years, which is like, well, if every one of our young players takes a step at exactly the same time and this guy we brought in who had like a really hot year, hits and is like as good as he was in his hot year his one hot year if that's just how good he is now even though he wasn't that hot in his previous like three years or whatever and by the way has like fucking never played more than like 59 games in a season which like is not his 
fault because he's had freak injuries, but like you don't even have a full fucking season of work to like go off of. Um, if all of that works, then you have a team that's that like might be able to finish third in the Pacific or something, um, which is an extremely low bar. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, like, I, like basically if you assume that on aggregate, this team is about because they have the same fucking roster basically is about as good as last year's team. They need Ilya Mikhaev to be worth five wins. And Ilya Mikhaev had a really good year and he was like in by this model, like I think a top 50 player in war and he was worth two and a half. That was his war was two and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I don't think any of these stats are perfect by any means. And like shit can go crazy. And it always seems to go um, crazy when it, when it involves the Canucks, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if next year is like the year where things go reasonably well. um, And like, they do make the playoffs, but like, what's the end game? What like I I get into the playoffs then have Thatcher Demko, Jonathan Quicket like that's the only plan. Well, it's been the plan for so many years. Nobody panics when things go according to plan, even if the plan is horrifying. That's what that's what that one's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, yeah, it is a horrifying plan. It is a truly like it's it's. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they said that they're like, people are going to remember this team the way they remember like the eighties team. And I was with a lot of people and uh, a couple of, a lot of them like pushed back on that. Like, no, 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 no. Ah, the eighties were so terrible. Like nothing would ever be, you know? And I mean, in fairness, like things were a little different in the eighties because there were less teams and it was easier to make the playoffs. But like, um, I mean, first of all, there was a team in the 80s that made it to the Stanley Cup final. And who cares? The if ceiling they of this team is the West Coast Express. Yeah. And who cares if they did it uh, in a with a losing record? They made it to the Stanley Cup final. That's the yeah. point. <laughs> you know, the point is to get there. And um, I mean, you could argue that that's the bubble year. Basically, yeah. And uh, and I and I remember I said I was like, well, I don't think it's a given that the Canucks make the playoffs more in the next eight years than they did in the last eight years. Oh. And that is just. Okay. So what, what would the last eight years be? 2015 and 2020? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's so sad. <laughs> Does it depress you? It very, very much impresses me, Mr. Joker. Yeah. Um, and when you said, remember the team like the 80s, I mean, I, I assume the people who remember that team, those teams were like, give them a lot of credit because that was the first uh, first team to, to make the finals and they were getting for sure. up and up. And then 94. But people, uh, inc- it's funny too, because people act like the fucking 82 team. They're like, well, this, you know, this team has so many good players. And it's like the fucking 82 team, like the 80s teams had good players. Tony yeah. Tonti fucking scored a bajillion goals. Uh, and Thomas Gradine scored a fucking bajillion assists. And like, I know it was the 80s. So you like, you know, I, I, I would say on balance, like 
the Canucks probably have players that are better in comparison to the rest of the league than the eighties Canucks did. But like the fact that we're even fucking having this conversation is so, so sad. And, uh, and I, I, I mean, I guess the one thing I'll say is that if we, if it, if it comes around to the trade deadline and they trade Bo Horvat and they get a huge return, then I can kind of see it because it's you, you basically made the assessment that like you were better off with Miller and the return with for Bo than vice versa. And you might be right, but I don't think that they're going to do that. And I don't, and I still wouldn't have signed the deal anyways, because you are signing a guy who is below replacement level defensively, who basically isn't really like he's, he can play center, but he's not best suited at center. He's best suited on he's the not wing. A true center. And uh, neither yeah. is Patterson for the most part. Yeah. Which is all, which also kind of makes things a little awkward. Um, and then he's old, like he's getting old. Um, and he is, um, he, he's getting, he's getting old. And like, it's uh, there's a very, very, very good chance that we've already seen his best years. And we are talking about a roster that has not been good enough and you're all in on it now. Um, yeah, and like you said, the, the, Hor- like a potential Horvat deal. And I understand hmm. like Horvat after like Horvat's the biggest name. Who's most likely to get traded. Uh, yeah, out of any of the main players left, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh, but does that deal does that deal look like a rebuilding move, or does that look like actually? Well, they're not for player. You know, you know that whole thing. The Gulf War did not take place. (laughs) The Uh Canucks rebuild did not take place, um, Uh except actually, um, not just in our like imaginations, but like on the ground. Like there was there was no rebuild. They were bad by accident. And they lucked into the best defenseman they've maybe ever had. Well, probably it, and probably uh, ever had, but certainly wanting to say it's too early to say fine. Certainly in a single year, the best defenseman they've ever had. Right? Like like in yep. the way that like if you're going if all. you're going like full body of work, it's like Edler probably or you know, yeah, uh, it's or, if you look at full body of work, if you want to look at like, but if you want yeah. to look at like single, like single season to season performance, uh, it was like probably Airhoff and now it's Hughes with a bullet. Interesting, I like that. Um, <laughs> I agree, and uh, and and Elias Petterson, who like honestly, we still don't like, we still don't really know what Elias Petterson really is. Like, I really hope that he is as good as I thought he was going to be in his first season. He looks like he could be that good. But, I mean, I don't even think, like, I think it's a bad sign that everyone in the organization basically talks like Miller is their best player. Miller is their superstar. Um. If you if Miller is your superstar, your team sucks, um, pretty profoundly. Um, 
the yeah. the eighth best forward on a Tampa Bay Lightning team that got swept in the first round is your best player. And I know like, oh, you really exploded after that or whatever. But like, do the Tampa Bay fucking Lightning seem like a team that is like bad at assessing players? Like, if you look at the shit that actually matters, like the even strength, point production, uh, like, you know, two-way value, et cetera, et cetera. JT Miller has not actually changed that much. Like he, he had a huge um, uptick in like even strength scoring in the year he came here this year, it was back down kind of more to his career level. And the biggest thing that's changed is overall time on ice and time on the power play. And like, I, uh, and, and I, I just think it's an extremely bad sign that, um, that like, they kind of like the team kind of seems to think that like their best bet going forward is to go all in on this 29 year old secondary assist wizard. And that like uh, Elias Pettersson is, you know, a, a, a nice, like little, like a nice complimentary piece and Elias Pettersson being a nice complimentary piece, them thinking that would be great if that meant that they were going to like rebuild and he was going to be the, um, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the veteran on that team or whatever, but that's not what they're doing there. They're going all in on this core, a core that has done fuck all in real NHL seasons and playoffs. They, the best, this group of players that they've now gone all in on basically like this core of players has looked is in a totally fake bullshit playoff run where they made it to the second round and got absolutely clowned on by an expansion team and only made it to seven games because of their goalie. And by the way, that goalie is now on a divisional rival. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then sort of, yeah, I mean, Demko in the second round, he was played also most of those amazing. games. He played, well, he played, played in, in the second round. But I mean, yeah. Markstrom was the reason they got there in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And then Demko yeah. was the reason they made it to seven in round yes. two. But, but Thatcher Demko had the best even strength save percentage in the league last season. A team has never gotten the best even strength save percentage in the league and missed the playoffs before in the post expansion or in the post uh, lockout era. So like, yeah. And the Canucks never won the cup before. So, you know, that's just the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I ask about the, I I was talking to, so I had a Mm -hmm. somewhat job interview, which turned into a Roxy Fever Patreon episode. Yeah. Uh, Like, because we were talking about literally though, not literally, but we were talking about Vladimir Kurtov for a while. In a job interview, <laughs> I, uh, I I live a fun life. I you're just a freak <laughs> like me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he was. Um, oh God, I hope hope he doesn't listen to this. But anyway, <laughs> he posed the question. Sure. Let's okay. put it this way. Um, oh yeah. All right. The division being mm-hmm. like the the way the division looks and the outlook of it, it mm-hmm. being kind of a uh, this is a good time to go do or die not he, he I'm, I'm not saying this guy yeah. was like 
fully invested in that or anything, but sure. it made me think like, okay, what if that's one of the things that management is looking at? They're looking at the division. So-called plan. So the so-called plan, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're seeing the California team's not really in it uh, as much as usual. San Jose, probably yeah. another couple of years of rebuild. Anaheim, yeah. big question mark. LA, at first I thought LA did not do so well, but I didn't realize LA was third in the division. So yeah. I think they're going to be better than that. Yeah. Uh, all they then... need, all that needs to happen for LA is like, like they got to the, uh, the third place in the, uh, in the Pacific division yeah. off the backs of like a bunch of guys. Most people have never heard of. Realistically. Yeah. I could barely and name you any of the guys. All yeah. they need is like one of their name young guys, like fucking Quentin Byfield or whatever to hit. And then they're, and then all of a sudden they're an elite team. Yeah. 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 Like if you told me one of the LA teams has a really hot shot young player who's going to take them to the playoffs, I would have thought you were talking about the Ducks and Zegras, but no. Yeah. You could more likely be talking about LA. Uh, yeah. And then Calgary could be the same this year. Who knows? Edmonton, uh, uh, big question mark. They could be terrible. Uh, and Vegas could also be terrible. And so, but like, you just named four teams that they have to be better than. Yeah. Yeah. And there are four teams that, like, if you're a betting man, you probably put ahead of the Canucks. Probably. I think anyways, mm-hmm. like yeah. the Edmonton Oilers have Connor McDavid. So like mm-hmm. they're, they're always going to be there. It doesn't matter if they decide to bring back like Mike Smith again. For some... Yeah. Like, like it doesn't really. McDavid. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they made it to the fucking conference finals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're talking if and they were able to be Calgary then. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and be, yeah. And you still, and you still have the Calgary flames that have like at worst taken the tiniest fucking step back. And they were the division leader last year, way better team on paper than the Canucks mm-hmm. Oilers say whatever you fucking want about them. They made it to the conference final. So like, and then, yeah, you have the LA Kings who are, look like a young team on the rise. And then you have the Vegas Golden Knights who like, I mean, okay. So the goaltending looks pretty bad, but they still have way more good players than the Canucks do way better defense. They have Jack Eichel who like still kind of is, has been waiting to have the year where that's just like a fucking normal year on a good team when he's not hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, ah, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then there's just the, 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 the fact that like, you're, you're, you've never been good with, with these players really like not, not in a way that counts. You made it to the fucking second round, which is, which even in a real playoff is like, can just be a fluke you made it to the second round in a fake playoff. And then you played at a like sixth, seventh seed pace over half a season when you changed your coach. Like that's the other thing that fucking pisses me off so much is that people are like, Oh, well, Boudreaux came in and they sucked slightly less. Like they sucked less in comparison to being one of the worst teams in the league through the first two months. Mm -hmm. And they finished that. They finished that stretch at like a barely playoff team pace. So, like, if the goal is supposed to be to win a Stanley Cup, to get fucking get better significantly than you are, like, get 
good enough that you're challenging for first in your division, like like second or first in your division. Like, how are you fucking supposed to do that? How is that supposed to happen? How about a magic trick? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the the most expensive deal in Canucks history. Is it actually? Yes. The oh, most shit. it's the most money ever spent on a player in Canucks 50, history. 56 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's uh and like you've d- you did this as a team that missed the playoffs. Like I don't even fucking care about all these other like little arguments you could make about like oh, but they were better when they changed the coach and oh, they have all these good young players or whatever. You spent 56 million dollars on a 29-year-old and you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Ah. I when when I was thinking about cuz cuz one of the most confounding things about this is this mm-hmm. is with the new management team. Yeah. So we really thought it wasn't it, uh groundhog day wasn't going to be happening like this. Yeah. It it, it it really felt like this was a scheduled email from <laughs> from 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 betting and Wisebrod. Yeah, that was set to be sent on uh, August 30th or whatever, or September 2nd, uh, and it still went out. Um, that's the hope. <laughs> that's the hope that we're not stuck stuck with these guys having the same type of thought. Uh, yeah, it's upsetting. But, you know, fellas, what if I were to say this? Mm-hmm. What if I were to extend my congrats okay. to Milzy for a big deal and a baby? Don't talk like one of them. You're not. For a good guy and a hell of a player. And, I, and what if I said those worrying about the seven-year term oh, are the God. same ones that would complain if the team didn't compete? What, now, what if I said that the cap is going to go up, but the team just signed its best player, and that $8 million ain't bad? And what if I told you, just relax and enjoy? Okay, that was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> what? All you care about is money. Ah, uh, I, I see, I see. And the thing about money is because that sample uh, sounds really shitty uh, because the quality is worse than all the other ones, but. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. Which is actually true. Uh, it's not about, about sending a message. It's I not see. about money. It's about the yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So it's not about money. It's about sending a message, and the message is: this is what we're doing. This is what we care about. This is what our priorities are. Um, the fucking dumb rich guy is gonna keep sticking his nose in everything. Um. He's going to he's going to override any attempts to do to 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 have any kind of a plan. He's going to override any attempts to like to bring together something that is that is supposed to that is like a- aiming to be uh, 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 even just the best team in the league for like one year. Um you're going all in on on this group of guys and fucking prove it like I, it's I, do, I shouldn't even need fancy fucking numbers. Uh, you're going all in on this group of players that have done shit 
They spent $56 million on a 29-year-old player and they missed the playoffs. How many fucking teams have done something like that and done anything? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Like it, it doesn't, it's a it's it's the 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 dollar value amount barely matters. It's the term and the the direction and the the fact that there's never been any sort of real attempt to be like, hey, we're not very good and we have this asset that's worth a shit ton of uh that should be worth a shit ton on the trade market if we play our cards correctly and let's like let's try to do something here let's take what we have and let's be a little bit worse now so that we can be really really good in the future it's just it's never going to happen like it's uh it's it's we're 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 locked in now we're we are all in again. Like you went from, I know the, the, the example we, we always use like the, and the example that everyone always uses is Trump. People talk about Trump, but what this actually reminds me of is Bush to Obama. And I think that's actually like the best <laughs> metaphor here where I it's like it. you, you get, like the window dressing improves significantly and oh look at look at these women we've hired and look at all this diversity and candidate yeah and then it's like we're going back into iraq actually yeah and we're actually uh, gonna do a troop surge this is the troop surge yeah exactly yeah (laughs) this is the surge (laughs) there's no going back you've changed things forever Another eight years of this. Yeah. Well, in both seven, respects. But yeah. Well, but yeah. it is eight. Well, that's a it thing. is eight though. Because he's fucking here. He, this deal. The, ca- this the deal contract doesn't, doesn't kick in until the end of next in. year. This deal doesn't even kick in until twenty next season. 20, you know what though? That is that is going to be so funny. If three twenty four. Good year. That is gonna, you're going to love that. I will. It's you're true. going yeah. to. Mm, a Joker's smile is going to get wider and wider. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, there's some. Uh, there's some, I. I have a lot of these. I'm gonna see <laughs> if I can get through them all. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Not tonight. We have the whole season. That's that's true. I guess that's true. Uh, yeah. So I have a surprise. Little <clears throat> group therapy sessions. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I have a surprise. That, okay. Uh, that when I said, uh, "What if I said this?" All that. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah. Was actually. Reading from yeah. a tweet by none other than at Van Geerman, mm-hmm. who uh, sources tell me is Chris Gear and used to be the assistant general manager of this team. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah. And as our friend Samantha Chang said from the broadcast, mm-hmm. Chris Gear tweet explains a lot about the last eight years of Canucks cap management. You ought to know you bought it. um yeah man him outing himself as a very stupid man really just is beautiful uh because we were having this conversation privately like about how uh you can just you just kind of like and i mean this is true generally about uh media but uh the the media in our city um oh i got a good one for that would you like to know which of them were cowards um (laughs) Uh, they, uh, they, if you say something enough times, it just becomes true. 
And yeah. this is a perfect, perfect example of that. Because the thing is, is like nobody fucking ever interviews the AGM while they're in power. Uh, nobody fucking like, you know, nobody. We, I think we were talking about this with, with, with regards to, with regards to players who are like, oh, he's such a leader or always oh, such a nice guy. It's like nobody ever can fucking like verify that. Yeah, we have no like, idea. We have no idea. So you could just say whatever you want. And I feel like one of the things that people said that was just people saying whatever they want is was that uh, Chris Gear was really smart. Um, mm. And this is a, a very, very perfect example of that because um, yeah, I mean, like he talks like Tetch. <laughs> he does. He does. For, for me, uh, it's not even yeah. just what he said in, in that tweet, but also more importantly, his reply to Samantha Chang, where I'll just read it. He said, how? I wasn't calling the shots then. And a tweet reflecting on what the team did yesterday doesn't tell you what I w- would have done in their shoes now. Depends on offer, trade, return, etc. I do know that there's no cup. There's no guarantee futures get you any closer to a cup than a beast like JT. Uh, for him to even tweet back at a Canucks Twitter person in discourse, like mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. Very you funny. Know, you, like th- that shows me how smart you are, that you're willing to get into the mud with us piggies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. give me a call when you want to start taking things a little more seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like he, he should be above this and not, not at, not that like what Sam said wasn't right. I totally agree with what Sam's been saying, but you're an AGM. You don't, you don't need to argue on Twitter. Like you got, you got to do what you wanted to do. And I mean, the problem is that his kids are much younger than Spencer, so he can't just get them to fight his battles for him. Uh, Spencer. I'm an agent of chaos. Um, I love Spencer. Fuck, where's where's the other Chris Gear? Where's the Chris Gear tweet where he called people morons? That's the one I'm looking for. (laughs) Oh, man. What the fuck? Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Right. Uh, You got to find it. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, no, he did. He, He did that. I'm sure he did yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I think he said something like, uh, "I'm sure somebody's gonna message us with it when it yeah, comes out." For sure. We don't say it, but like he, he said something like, "Anybody who thought that this is the only that there was any other, basically, if there's any other option, you're you're a moron." Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Uh, yeah, everybody's yeah. been piling on to him, and uh, even our friend uh, Ted said some stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> one sec, our friend of the show what did he um, say what was common ludu oh, okay yeah uh said or got some screen caps from it sure he yeah. said honestly i would because because uh chris gear i uh, took offense with uh samantha's tone oh yeah uh, yeah yeah and her arrogance uh, to say certain things and so yeah dr dangles 87 said honestly i was enjoying a good debate between sam and gear until she tried to pull the misogyny card Please get back to hockey for the sake of all. It was good content until then. Uh, I never loses their minds. Uh, the best part is Tej has Sam blocked, so Tej is reading all of Samantha Chang's tweets from a burner. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't think it's even the large cast account because I'm pretty sure they've also blocked us. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know who that, for a second. I don't I thought, know why you're surprised that Tej is using science to look at things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Jackson, uh, in this chat yeah. that I'm in with uh, with Mike Gould. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Where, where it's just like the people who play Chell. It's like, yeah, Miley, yeah it's a Chell, Chell chat. It's a Chell yeah. chat. Um, yeah. uh, th that's where I mostly clown Mike for all his horrible uh, Jersey opinions. Oh, yeah, they're really and, bad. And the, the other day I said, it's like, is your eye doctor fucking Ted? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. And <laughs> that one never gets old. It does. Uh, uh, and then there was some reply. Uh, another large cast listener called Burrow Steel said, mm -hmm. "She, as in Sam, pulled the mm -hmm. same thing on me when I defended Vertanen. And I went, I went to block her, but she beat me to it. Very poor choice of words." <laughs> Just, just this is uh they're not sending their best. No, no, they're certainly no. not. No. You Seriously. might say this city's inhabitants are losing their minds. <laughs> Great stuff. I found so many fucking good ones. I have like <laughs> 50 of these. You gotta you gotta have this ready every episode, even if I'm, you only get get through one I, of them. I'm gonna put uh I'll put a couple of them. Uh, in we're gonna make a regular soundboard for our show. So if you have uh, hated this episode, you're gonna really hate every episode <laughs> going forward. Because I think I'm gonna build a regular one, and I am gonna put like uh, a couple of these on there. Because there's, um, some of them are really, some of them are are applicable a lot. Like I mean, I will basically uh, be able to use this in every episode. I thought my jokes were bad. Like, I mean, <laughs> we always make bad jokes. This whole, you might say, this whole episode is a bad joke. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck, yeah. Where, I don't know. Sorry. Where what else is, is there tweet? to talk about? There's Couch one more space? Chris Gear tweet. There's one more Chris Gear okay. tweet. The one that uh, it'll be important later. Wait, let me yes. do this proper. Oh yeah, this properly. is a good one. Yeah, this is my favorite one. Let me do this properly. Yeah. You folks like movie references? Shit, did he delete it? Ah uh, man, no. no, no way. I refuse to believe it. Okay, quick. That's gonna really, example. that's gonna really quick. ruin some. Uh, Sorry. Uh, plans if we. I, I, I like did the the proper search of like, at Van Gear and. Right. Oh no! Okay. I found, sorry, I found it. I found okay. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because uh, you reply, right? This is hi Sam. Maybe I addressed your underlying tone instead of your express words. Also, if the term "relax" felt like arrogance, it wasn't intended. It just meant that there are no guaranteed formulas, and your team just signed its ninety-nine point leader. So maybe give it a chance. Choose positivity. Remember that tweet. Because introduce I mean, a little anarchy. We've been choosing positivity this whole fucking time. Yeah, I yeah, am tired of choosing positivity. I want the I want my team to be good. I want my team to be to make the playoffs and win games and maybe challenge for a, a fucking like uh divisional banner at the very fucking least and like and even if they do that Remember when year, like it's... the Canucks would win the division and then like one guy would wear the divisional champs hat and everyone would bully them mercilessly yeah <laughs> i want that again yes i don't want that to feel like that win. it's there are so many people now like this is the thing that i'm noticing is like i'm noticing that i mean there are still plenty of of old fogies or whatever but like the 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 worst takes I've I've noticed are coming from people who the 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 distance the age distance between me and them is getting bigger and bigger, right? And with a lot of them, 
like a like David Quadrelli, you know, like that's a great example. Like Quadrelli was in diapers when the Canucks were like consistently good, you know, and I'm exaggerating slightly, but only slightly like the dude was like, what? Junior high when the Canucks went to uh, one like back to back uh, president's trophies, if that. And I just I think mean, I I was right at the end of high school when that happened. Yeah, so I think yeah, and a little fair bit enough, right? Like, like we weren't even. That. Remember, remember the we photo of Harmon? Remember Except the photo of, of Harmon? No, I, I was in like university or something. Remember yeah. when they put so. when everybody was posting like how old they were the last time the Canucks made the playoffs? Yeah, and there's a photo of Harmon. Oh my God! Yeah, he was a child. Yeah, he was he he was like eight years old. Yeah, that's right. This is one of the Canucks. Uh, this is probably the most intelligent <laughs> Canucks yeah. analyst. Yeah, and he was a baby the last time they were consistently good. Yeah, and that's bad. Like people don't remember. Yeah, they they yeah. they fucking just have only known this really, like consistently to the when they. In terms of hockey, they could understand and and pay consistent attention to. This is and that that, this is that really sadness could lead some people to say things such as, as one Twitter user said mm-hmm. that. I'll quote it again. Just here to yeah. tell you that it is possible to like JT Miller and be happy about him finishing his career as a Canuck because he's awesome and the best player since the Sedins, but also have valid concerns oh. about the contract and management. Like, have you ever tried walking and chewing gum? Uh, that is from Best Mode. No. <laughs> <Walk at me. laughs> <Jeez. sighs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, I don't. The best play, the best player since the Sidians, man. Fuck. I mean, I've. That's what I, yes, it's I the mean, best single season by points, but. Sure. Yeah, in a se- in a season where everybody scored a bajillion points. And like low scoring when the Sidians were there. I mean, like, you know, once again, like the Canucks have made the, you know, there were years the Canucks made the playoffs. Um, and yeah, as far as best player is concerned, like below replacement level defensive player. And that doesn't mean you can't still be good. There are, there are great players. You know, I think Alex Ovechkin is below replacement level defensively. Um, and cross, uh, not cross <laughs> David. Yeah, sure. So yeah. it's not, it, you know, like, I mean, Depending I don't want to use, are. I don't want to use that uh, on, I don't want to use that as just like, a, Oh, well, you know, he sucks defensively. I mean, it's bad that it's bad when you're that bad defensively and you don't back check and you like, you don't try. And you, uh, you, you fucking rip your teammates' heads off when uh, they, they, they can't handle your suicide pass. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Quinn Hughes was higher up the chain in defensive scoring than Miller was in forward scoring. Um, yeah. If, if, then I, I don't. Um, I wouldn't say this like universally, uh, but he goes number one probably in a dispersal draft unless the team is like, unless somehow in a dispersal draft, the team picking first is like uh, the Colorado Avalanche. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like if you're building a team, you don't build it fucking around JT Miller. If you did, a team that won two Stanley Cups wouldn't have fucking traded him away. And I know, yeah, he's been better since then, but like, it, it just, it's, it's, it's so fucking stupid. It's, it's just like, 
it's a it's a desperate need for any of this to mean anything and it doesn't it means absolutely dick all and the the era of like whether you think that the 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 Canucks have a future or not um the era of Canucks hockey that just happened is one of the worst is the worst ever it is the worst in yeah. the team's history yeah. and like this guy is the one of many like poster boys for that he he is he is the the uh you know quintessential acquisition of an era of of Canucks hockey that that should be locked in a fucking uh like just locked away in a cabinet forever and never talked about again and they should bury it under a mountain under a whole bunch of weird concrete sculptures like they do with the nuclear waste yeah and and instead uh it's just it's just more of the same like it you're you're gonna be paying uh jt miller and um oliver ekman larson a combined like over 15 million dollars for until the end of time uh way into their late 30s you know people say people say jt miller jt miller i think is one month older than me so people keep keep saying like oh oh, jt miller is going to be 37 when that deal is over bitch i am going to be 37 (laughs) when that deal is (laughs) over that's how i've been feeling too i can't like i cannot uh like i i i i can't be uh as invested uh in this team as i am now when i'm 37 that's just not <laughs> i'm not going to do that like yeah. um it's uh it's not especially what we have to look forward to is squeaking into the playoffs twice yeah i think you and i are destined to do this forever i think that's a great place to close it <laughs> that is does it depress you yeah. All right. Thank do you want so do much. Do, do, you want, do, do we want to do these hockey cards? Oh shit! Uh, it's been a long I, one, eh? It's, it's been a long one. one. Let's, let's, can let's I can I just up. bang through them? We're not going to have that much to talk about with any of them. Sure. I just think they're fun, and I did tease okay. them on the last one. All right. Okay. Speed, speed so the run. first one up, it's a Hart Memorial Trophy card for Mark Messier. <laughs> uh, does, Which I feel like is does appropriate. Press you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got uh, a Oilers goalie named Bill Ranford. Don't know who that is, but uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was really good and like I uh, was there after. Uh, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, uh, oh, the 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 guy who loved his cocaine. Oh, um, Belfour, not Belfour. I'm so uh, the other guy who loved his cocaine. Oh, Grant Fear. Grant Fear. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Ranford lives in New Westminster, and I we have a mutual friend. Apparently, word. Yeah, he was the goal. He was the goalie for the Oilers uh, in the late eighties. Yeah, and I think um, he like won their nine, 1990 yeah, cup. He was the he was the starter in the year when they won the cup their in 1990. Cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my next one is a uh, longtime friend of the show and uh, multi-time guest of the show, Yerky Lume. Um, oh. hmm. 
And then the next one after that, Dixon Ward. Classic. Absolute Classic. gem. Remember some uh, some guys? Uh, Great. That's, that's, Presence uh, on my checking line in Shell 94. That's uh, Dixon Ward. That's what I say when I'm uh, commenting on the state of our elected officials in uh, Toronto city politics. It's a, it's a, it's a ward. It's a, it's a, it's a ward system. I thought my jokes were bad. It's a bad joke. Thank you. Uh, next up, Joel Otto. Uh, guy who kicked yeah. it in, right? He kicked yep. it in. Yeah. Too bad. I told, I, this is what I said. I said two beloved, two beloved uh, Canucks and two all-time uh, enemies. Uh, and then we've got Al McInnes, Paul Ranheim, who I've never heard of. Don't know who that is. And uh, the Calder card for Sergei Makarov. Makarov was incredible, right? He was one of the one of those. He like, was super good. Okay. He's the reason why the Calder can't go to old players anymore. They everybody got uh, mad right. because <laughs> he was Russian, and. And so uh, everyone uh, decided that um, they had to change the Calder to be uh, only super young players, which is fucking stupid, by the way. I think you, I think like after a certain point, being a rookie that is that old is in and of itself like really interesting cool. and impressive. And if you are the best rookie, then I like, want to put an asterisk on that that if you played yeah. enough of the K, you shouldn't be allowed to go for it. But if you like were grinding in the SHL and all of a sudden whip come over to the NHL and tear it up, you absolutely deserve the call. Yeah, like I, I think there's a certain point. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you could say like I, I if you wanted to if you wanted to make like a a, a a sort of set of like leagues that like, okay, if you've played in that league, you don't count as a rookie. Um, and I think the K makes sense. You could maybe add like the SHL. Um, and like, yeah, maybe Liga, maybe. Um, I think it's really just the K. Yeah, yeah. And even fair. then, it's like three. But, it's like half the teams in the K. But then at that point, if it's only going to be the K, then you, then in my opinion, you just have to have it be what it is. Because sure. otherwise, sure. it's just it just comes across as you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the yeah, NH- yeah. the NHL can't have the KHL be as good as them when they want it to be, and like a tear down when they want it to be. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what I will, what I will, but I will, what I will say for sure is like if you're a 28 year old who came out of the uh, AHL and then played your first season uh, in the NHL at like 28 and scored like 60 points, and and that's the most points that any rookie scored that year, like. Yeah, you should fucking get the Calder trophy. Yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah. we're trying to fix a problem that only happens rarely and it's still like people still aren't satisfied. Like mm-hmm. people are still mad uh when Artemi Panarin wins over Connor McDavid, which like in retrospect doesn't even seem that bad. Like 7 years later, um and they're still mad when people say like Michael Bunting should win instead of whoever fucking won instead, I can't remember. I think it was um Cider, maybe more at cider, more at cider, like this year. Yeah, I think so. No or, idea, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows who any of these people are. Oh, maybe I wanted to do cider. one more. I just wanted to talk briefly 
about the team's t- uh, cap space. Ugh. And all I want it's to bad. say, all I wanted to say is, Ta-da! it's it's gone. <laughs> thank right. you everybody for sticking <laughs> thank you for putting up with this uh yeah i am both uh sorry and not sorry at all this was uh good really fun to make and even more fun to use and uh everyone uh probably turned the episode off a really long time ago and uh good <laughs> good now you know how i feel bitch um i don't care anymore i'm the joker i i i do not care i'm so glad that um, I, I, I divested from this team long ago. I, I don't need to think about it for money. I don't need to talk about it for money. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't care. I no longer care. It's great. I'm actually laughing. My name is Yasserin. Yeah. And I'm Elliot Hoyt. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Um, That's right. That's all. Good might be stretching it, but thanks for listening, everybody. Send your hate mail to the Batman. Good night. Bye, everyone.